Hello, hello. Couples retreat. We're finally here. We're making some type of progress in this season. Now it is your favorite episode of every season. What did you think? Comparing it to previous seasons, it wasn't as exciting as I hoped it would be. But that's... It's because in previous seasons, we've seen interesting moments or blowups happen in the couples retreat. Now, the re- the main reason why I enjoy the couples retreat is more so that we're taking everyone away from the environment they're accustomed to. They're all getting together in this this rental. I feel like that just brings more conversation, more bonding, uh, gives us a little bit more insight of where each couple's at. Again, we see the men and women talk about Again, where are you as far as sex goes, so on and so forth. I mean, these are interesting conversations that I think always come about in the couple's retreat. I do love to kind of point out which conversations are totally unnatural. Like the prompt of the question, you can tell what someone would not ask. Nicole is always ready to ask that question. Did you notice she was oddly silent this episode in many parts? Too silent. Something was wrong. Was she that disappointed in the room? That it ruined her entire weekend? I hope not. Because at the dinner, she said almost nothing. Maybe we're reading too much into it. Maybe it's not It's not the room. It's probably related to Chris's inability to talk about oh. their plans after decision day. Yeah, I could see that actually. Okay, good point. So we start out the episode watching all the couples pack and kind of see what their routines are. Shaq and Kirsten were super cute and light and had a get ready rap. I I can't rap at no. all. I am not going <laughs> to knock Shaq. Oh, it was, I can't. It was great compared I to anything I, mean, I would give you. I, I would do nothing. Yeah. We would freeze just in, in shame. <laughs> yeah. Fight or flight, freeze. <laughs> I am a packer very similar to Nicole, but I didn't get why she had to encourage the bag to close. I feel like, just take another bag, you're in the car. This is interesting because moments like this usually happen when you are flying, when there's a limit to what you can bring. You have your whole car. Girl, the car is your whole suitcase. Put whatever you want in there. You can pack anything in the car. Why are you limiting yourself to this very small suitcase so you guys know we say it every time that we have to talk about packing but me and leon always have a tip when we have to pack it's just just is the way it is and all i could think of was our last what was it our last friends actually get together where we rented a house and did something similar everyone was in charge of like different snacks and meals and oh baby i went hard on my snack selection that whole car needed to be packed. So, mind you, we we don't have kids. It's just us. <laughs> Everyone else has kids. Anywhere from two to three children. Yeah, and they need snacks. Auntie is coming in with the snacks. But do you agree that we went overboard? I enjoyed the, the plethora, the amount of snacks at that house, the, everything that everyone brought. I was like, let me try that. Probably more than the kids. It's just, I don't know if it's like an American thing, but we always have to overdo. All of that, like, no. it, oh, we're all getting together. We're going to overdo how much food um, we have. It is from our mothers, if we want to get real deep there. Maybe. Okay, but our mother will never, either one of our mothers, we are not going over without something to eat. And if we're joining or doing a potluck, it has to be a plethora because the biggest insult is anyone leaving hungry. 
I'm here. I have accepted I am my mother. So I was surprised that Eris did not let Jasmine help him with the outfit. She's the queen. I think he wanted to prove himself, maybe. Then we see the couples traveling to the house. I thought it was sweet that Eris and Jasmine did question cards. They They were given those cards, right? For sure. I don't know if they would have a lot to talk about otherwise. So I think maybe production's trying to help them out. I don't know if it's bad editing, but I got that vibe from Chris and Nicole as well. Like there was no talking. But they're further along. They didn't need the help. True. Then they just argued. I know we're going to go over the questions, but I agree with Eris's last statement. Like, like these are questions that lead to divorce. Like, can, vi- <laughs> can we have some like casual general questions or is it too late for that? We need to go deep. Why would they ask who would be more like devastated if they broke up? That's weird. Who, who would... made these questions? <laughs> these are not relationship building questions. They are relationship ending questions. Now, speaking of Nicole and Chris, I hate to admit it. I saw some of myself in Chris and how annoying that could be. I have to admit. So they're talking about where they're going to live in two weeks, being happily married and should be living together. Nicole is thinking a house. That way there's no dog limit. They have a yard, things like that. Chris doesn't even want to talk about it. He just says, you know, if we don't figure it out, we don't figure it out and we have our own apartments. Why is that an acceptable option for him in what way did this remind you of yourself oh have those flights been booked yet no <laughs> we're going to disneyland soon and anytime ellie mentions this i'm always like oh should we just book the flights right now and ellie's like no later's fine like, we'll just i'm like okay yeah so i can see how annoying that is because seeing chris do that annoyed the crap out of me on behalf of nicole so let's book all of our flights tomorrow, maybe. Oh, see, I'm see, doing it already, again. It's already a maybe. <laughs> okay, if you, if you could promise me this weekend, that would be a oh, victory. Let's do, okay, I could definitely do Sunday. Tomorrow's a little packed. Sure. So what do you think of him not being able to commit to a living situation, though? Uh, slight red flag. I think so, too. Your, your relationship's going real well. You're at the point... I know you kind, You pretty much decided we're going to keep our leases on and so forth. But, I mean, things change. Like, your relationship seems to be blossoming. Why not have this discussion? It's going so well. Even commit to looking or, you know, fantasy shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if we were going to do this, let's check out what's out there. What's available. Let, you know, let's explore. Like, I bet you if you gave Nicole just that, oh, that, that would have been enough. Yeah. But he gave nothing. Not good. Essentially, I view that as taking a step back in their relationship. No, I would agree. I think there is nothing stopping them from having these discussions. I mean, they are the golden couple of this season. Mm -hmm. They are going to carry this season as far as someone who or a couple that can make it to the end and prosper after the show. So Eris and Jasmine arrive first. There's a conversation about how you have to flash the bear. You can't just make yourself big. (laughs) <laughs> why is Eris like this but you won't even let her flash you oh also his answer in the what do you want to call it fashion show men's pageant so dumb so dumb for him to say but we'll get to that okay yeah I'll, we'll get to, we'll dive into that when we Eris yeah. had a lot of ups and downs for me hilarious this episode sometimes really like Eris as a friend could you be in a relationship with this man probably not Partly of why 
I at least I'm so harsh is because well we're both fans of Jasmine and the treatment she got in the beginning was just so harsh. Yeah. And even in this episode, it almost seems like Jasmine, you need to work on stuff. I'm like, what is Eris doing? I hate when she always like takes accountability and says what she's gonna change and make this better. And there's just like nothing on his end. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. Next to arrive is Gina and Clint, and I didn't even think about this before it was brought up, but they do have to share a room. Which they gave us some insight. Again, couples retreat. I like this. We know that already, that they don't sleep in the same room, but it was just interesting to see. It seemed like Clint was fairly nervous. I, he was. And, man, I was hoping there would have been, like, a cuddle, a handhold. No. No. But there's no way he would feel comfortable doing that. And she, I don't think, would accept it. These are two friends sharing a bed. They're going to have a strong island. We're not crossing. Uh, yeah. We're not crossing Pillow lines. boundary. Yeah. You have to be in the first half of couples that arrive to these rentals. I don't. Okay. Well, it depends. Me and you never care what room we get. And we actually always offer to take the worst one. Like, we we'll just kids. put ourselves. We don't have kids. Exactly. And these are vacations for our friends who are married and have kids. And like, this is their vacation. And so we always want to be like, we go on our own vacations, like with no kids. Please take oh. the suite. Like, we don't need it. Especially if you have kids like under six, like you probably want a bathroom in your room. Yeah. Just just to make it keep everything contained in your little environment. Then we cut to Chris and Nicole. Nicole is spiraling a little bit. She's really worried about being last, that they're going to get the worst room. They arrive. She doesn't even seem that excited to be there at all, to greet people, to see her friends. She, she just like wanted to see the room. She had to get that out of her mind. They go in there. Private balcony. Fireplace. Fireplace. TV. Like, don't. And she was like, oh, it's not that bad. No, no, that is... A glorious room. No, <laughs> I don't accept. The mentality Nicole had in this moment, I believe, no matter what the room looked like, there was going to be this pre-made disappointment. Yeah, no matter what. Which, I don't know if I like that personality trait. No. But I give her so much grace because she she's like acknowledging so much just now. So I do give her a lot of grace, but I hate that feeling when I'm with that person. Like, when we, if you have a friend that's doing that, it really sours it. Oh, I guess that kind of makes sense the next day with the notes. Maybe Chris was trying to, like, lighten it up. Okay, those notes are stupid. I didn't like the notes. I'm sorry, Chris. I didn't the like intention the intention was... The intention was beautiful. It was fantastic, but, I mean, the notes were, like, in a 10-foot vicinity. <laughs> and also, he walked her to each one. So it wasn't, like, a scavenger hunt. Like, you could have just given her these letters. You could have just told her. I don't know. I guess it's a cute action. He's putting an effort. I can see where we were going. Then it is time for a pageant amongst gents. Okay, we have to discuss this right off the bat. Eris is getting ready. Jasmine gets down and applies lotion to this man. The way I screamed. No, absolutely not. If it's one thing Eris has... It's confidence. It's audacity. <laughs> it's audacity, confidence, like all baked into one. Like you are not, from what we've seen, you are not at a level of a relationship where a woman is putting lotion no. on your feet. 
No. Would he do the same to Jasmine? Would he lotion her? I don't know. I, I mean, all I've seen uh, him do is to, is take her lobster. <laughs> we always just see him take. Isn't that a a theme? Oh, and then he said, "Come on, Mama, put the chain on Daddy." Like, bro, you're not you're not into Jasmine. What are you doing? I know. Why are you talking like that? It's so like mixed signals. Like, is it because he's having a great time? He's had a couple drinks, so it's a little easier. I don't know. How did you feel about Clint's man bun? I thought it was okay, but the neck definitely needed some cleaning up. I can't believe Gina didn't clean him up. Maybe you shouldn't have her clippers. I feel like for like some professionals, they just like bring their shit no matter what. Just because you just never know. You just never know. I do like that you bring yours no matter what. Because you, you never know. Ne- you just never know. You might need and to I'm clean thinking, up. Man, it'd be dope if like Gina brought her kit. And was like, oh, we got to clean that neck up. And just like, I would like to see her do that. It would have been a cute moment. We see Nicole and Jasmine really prepping their husbands. There was talks about a walk, how you should twirl. You got to give them them like the butt, like the boom, the pop, (laughs) the turn. First, we start off with Eris. He comes out. He's walking out. I thought we'd have nicer shoes on. Did they? I thought they were. Like white and red Stan Smiths. That's I, what they look like. I could not tell because it was like a quick shot. That's what it looked like. And for a guy that says he's a sneakerhead, I just expected more. Especially now, since he is the one that did, like he dubbed himself a sneakerhead. And then also like he packed the shoes. Like wouldn't you pack like a little bit more? What do you think about the fit though? The fit was fine. I thought it was fine too. Red is not my color. I don't rock much red at all. No. I thought he looked pretty good in it. Yeah. He tells the ladies, take a photo. I'll airdrop it to you all later. <laughs> See, and then that's funny, Eris. I love funny, Eris. Shaq comes out next. He seems a little nervous, but he's doing a good walk. Very Gomez Adams vibes. After you said that, I, that's that's all I saw. Yeah. Like the whole time. Immediately. Anytime I see basically anyone in a pin, pin suit, I just am like, oh, Adam's family. <laughs> Dapper Dylan, I wasn't a fan. The tie was weird because the plastic tie. No, yes. no, it was weird because the the suit almost brings about sort of a, a old timey look. Mm-hmm. But the the tie is like almost like new fashion. It's like, like futuristic. Like futuristic. Like I don't. It didn't. No, no. it's not for me. But no. I'm not fashionable. Also, I am <laughs> avoiding. Well, we're avoiding. All white at all costs. Yeah, we don't. We don't no, do that. No. Oddly enough, you could tell Shaq was awkwardly nervous. Like he was, he was just going back and forth, like over and over. I mean, and trying all these different poses, and like it seemed like it was real quiet while he was doing all that. Maybe he also hates attention. I would just be like, "Oh, I forfeit. I'll take a last. It's fine." Then Chris struts out. Very '80s wig. I can see what he's doing here. Multi-purpose for later on. But this was his wedding suit. I think this is the only suit he has. Was this verified? Because the moment I saw it, I'm like, isn't that his wedding suit? I'm pretty sure. I'm mean, looking at the photo now, and it looks just like what he was wearing. Yeah. But everyone was feeling it. A little striptease kind of type of dance. I like that. When you're not taking things too seriously, you're having a good time, you're having fun, the drinks are flowing. So, Clint, my MVP, I cannot believe he got last, and I also can't believe that's even coming out of my mouth. 
Were those Sorel boots? They looked like Sorel. They possibly were North Face. I was trying to look. I couldn't tell. But fuzzy boots. Tight pants. Tight pants. I don't remember if it was a belt, but then shirtless and a leather jacket with the man bun. I don't know if I've said it on the pod, but I'll say here, Clint's a pretty fit dude. He is. You love a fucking boy band (laughs) fucking dude. I do. Maybe that's why I was like so team Clint for this. So immediately when I saw everything, I thought of Kevin Richardson. If you know, you know, Backstreet Boys. That's immediately who I thought of. Like a lighter complexion version. Now, Leon knew exactly who I was talking about because guess who went to the Backstreet Boy concert with me this summer? Okay. <laughs> with I, a group of gals. I just a great time. I was shit with Ellie. I was like, aren't these dudes like 50? And she was like, no. Like, How dare like, you? Like mid-40s? And I was like, <laughs> ma'am, like 50s? And then I looked. Was it Kevin? Kevin. And then I looked, I looked Kevin up. And I think you said like 46. Yeah, it was like mid 40s. Maybe 40. I can't remember. I think it was 51. 52. 52. I think it was 52. I'm just saying. Did he not give it his all on stage? Was he not killing it? Was he not? Boom, boom, boom. I feel you. But at some point, hey, we just got to let a body rest. Uh, He's doing fine. They're all doing fine. Also, I would like to point out he's the oldest. The other ones could very well be in their 40s. Not going to lie, I would probably put Chris last. I kind of would, too. I would not put not, Clint not last. Putting, no, not putting Clint last. No. no way. No way. They did him dirty. No way. Okay, off topic for a second. Give me your thoughts on the Backstreet Boy concert you attended. It changed my mind as far as <laughs> the music is, you know, it's not my thing. They got a couple bangers, right? For sure. They got sure. a couple bangers. I'll give them that. But it was more of I appreciated the emotions they bring out in their fans and how much effort they put into their shows. I was like, wow, these, I mean, these dudes are, you know, they're, they're, they're getting up there. <laughs> I say, I say that like they're like 80 or seven, like forties and ones and fifties. But no, what I mean is, I mean, they're, they're moving they're They can't, they're not doing the moves like they used to. They're close, but, but they're, they're doing their best, but just so many fans and just, so, you know, sometimes you go to a concert and like someone's engaged, someone's not engaged, someone's on their phone, someone brought someone, but like it felt like everybody was like in the moment and like we... cheering them on. I was like, holy shit. I like have not seen this in a concert. Oh, yeah. That was like your first like big pop concert. To like this extent. And maybe like big pop concerts are like that, right? Like I'm sure if we went to like a, a Taylor Swift oh, show, that, it would be the it exact would, same it way. It would be the same thing. If right? not but more. I'm, but it was, it was just incredible to. To witness, witness something like that. And that's all I wanted. I said, you need to know. You need to experience this. I had an extra ticket and I was like, you're really going to, this is really going to go to waste if you don't come. So it was you also should come. fascinating to see everyone's, I mean, you're all essentially just like geeking out just like yeah. over the top. And it was, it was a fun moment for Girls me. night with Leon in tow. <laughs> then we get the question portion, which some people really fumbled here. Some people, <laughs> that's some pe- all right. Some folks are experienced question answerers. Yes. So the first question was, if you were a marriage counselor, what would be your biggest piece of advice? Clint said, learning to love yourself and then spreading that love around. Okay, fair. Which is like an okay answer. Shaq, 
boy, baby. Repeat, repeat the question, Shaq. He professional. He was very professional. professional. There was eye contact, smiling. Great. But the words were not that great. His presentation on point, A+. He said his advice would be to make yourself happy above basically all else. <laughs> Which is very similar to Clint, but Clint worded it like a tiny bit better. But Shaq was like, yeah, just you do you. <laughs> I wonder if that's a bummer in these group settings where you're all, instead of everyone answering a different type of question, since you're all answering the same, mm-hmm. I think you sort of get nervous and you naturally are just repeating what that person just said. Oh, maybe. Maybe they went in order, too, that mm-hmm. they showed. Chris, in a similar vein, said his advice would be to be true to yourself. And Eris, in true Eris fashion, said, know what turns your partner on, which he has not explored with Jasmine and does not care. He has never cared to learn or do those things. Question. Hmm. Would you like us to answer those questions? Oh, gosh, we can. It doesn't have to be that serious. Just what comes uh, to the top of your mind? Okay. do you want to finish going through the questions or do you want to just do it now? We are participants in the show. We are we are uh, co-participants right now. Okay, so your biggest piece of advice, sir, would be for a married couple. Yes. In marriage. If you were a marriage counselor, what would your biggest piece of advice be? Take the time to listen to your partner and find out what they care about, what moves them, and how you can help support them. Beautiful. I love it. I fully agree. My advice would be to learn how to argue. Hmm. Interesting. You need to know how to not take it too far. How do you communicate when you are not satisfied, when you are unhappy? Are you doing that in a healthy way? Are you giving unspoken expectations on how the other person will react to that? Great answer. But now, <laughs> damn it. Now, see, in this example, they're already married. Because if somebody wasn't married, I'd be like, uh, yeah, go, go travel. Like, go do things that oh, are going to put is, you. Yeah, that's yeah, always but, like our number already, one advice. But they're, but they're already married in this scenario. So, okay, we're, we're past that. But for the show purposes, guys, really travel with your boyfriends and girlfriends. Because you need to know if you can handle that. All right, next question is, the divorce rate is nearly 50%. What would be your plan to reverse the divorce rate? Eris says that he would make the minimum age for marriage 30 years old. Okay, just listening to the answer, obviously the first reaction is like, that's so fucking dumb. But... It's not that bad. But, (laughs) you know, it it would stop a lot of divorces in people's 20s for sure. We say that as people that got married in their 20s. <laughs> eh, there's just a lot of variables with that one, Ares. Also mandating to 30. That's rough. That's, <laughs> that's rough. But I, I like the initial thought. I see where we're going. Yeah, I like you're daring. You're thinking outside the box. It is outside the box. Shaq says provide free counseling. Great answer. I think that's great. That falls under like health care. That should just fall under... Uh, but we can't even give our people health care, Shaq. <laughs> no. Like, I but, don't know, But buddy. in an ideal world, we're talking here. We're obviously not going to mandate to 30. That's true. I mean, just like therapy, you don't have to go to a therapist just because no. it's like. But if it's fully covered, that's great. Right? You could go to just talk to someone and, you know, gain some skills. Same thing with marriage counseling, right? You could gain skills that you don't have. So I can see it being very beneficial. Clint says have a penalty for divorce. Give all of your belongings to the other person. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like what it is now. (laughs) I mean, 
in some ways, isn't that just like divorce? In some ways. And Chris says that every couple should be given money so that they can spend it on their partner and enjoy each other, which is like the dream. This is a zero point answer. (laughs) I don't know how Clint was last. Oh, good point. Good point. So since we're now questioning each other, what would you do? This is a hard one. It is so it's so hard because there's so many variables that lead to divorce. Exactly. So like there's no one size fits all of this. It's my answer would be something in the line of heiress, but it wouldn't be like age specific. It might be more having not restrictions, but having sort of like, man, it's weird, like guidelines to protect people to really know this will work. I don't know if it's time-based, you know, Hey, you have to be together for so long, but something (laughs) where you form a more accurate picture of who this person is and can you be with them the rest of your life? I also kind of in a similar area, probably some type of counseling or guidance that you have to complete after you get your marriage certificate and before it's like turned in. It's such an interesting question because I mean, with divorce, there could be. I mean, people just grow apart. Grow so. apart. People change. Like yes, you know, especially getting married young. I mean, people grow up and become different people. Yeah, I mean, you get married in your twenties. I mean, you're going to be the same person in your thirties. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that could be totally big too. And there's so many variables like that. Because we're on weird tangents tonight. That was my biggest fear when we were apart for a year. There was a year where Leon was like overseas, then he got deployed, and then he was back overseas. And it was just a really weird thing where for a year he could not take leave. So that was my biggest fear. When you finally came home, I was like, who are you? You are a stranger. Get away from me. (laughs) It was just like so much has happened. Like you have grown. I have grown. I was finishing up college. You were had just been deployed. Like so much has happened in our individual lives. That was my big fear growing apart. It would, just be, being different. it would be amazing to go into like the the time machine and just see your you know 18 19 year old self and just to see how much you have changed whether you've matured a lot mm-hmm. or you know you're embarrassed of like damn did I really talk like that when I was 18 I feel like we're very <laughs> similar to when we were kids I think so and then there was a question that I didn't write down every individual answer for but it was their thoughts on traditional marriage roles And everyone had a very similar answer of basically roles have shifted. Women have more options. They can go work. They don't have to be home if they don't want to, or they can if they want to. Basically, they have a choice. We have pretty progressive mindset, I would imagine. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to have traditional roles, Mm -hmm. traditional house duties. That's fine. If it works for your relationship, that's totally cool. Completely agree. I'm all about just like everyone gets to make the choice and whatever works for their marriage works for their marriage. That's it's totally fine. Then we hear the results. Clint gets last place. I do not agree with this. Shaq gets third place. Chris gets second. Major upset for Chris. I agree. (laughs) And then the couple's retreat king is Eris. You know, I'm happy for Eris, but damn, this is going to boost the <laughs> ego. It's He's like, I'm a great big. husband. I it's have a gonna crown. It's going to be big. Eris keeps the tradition alive with the sleeping crown pick. Whenever I do see those pics on social media, 
I, I just I just laugh out loud. Like I can't take it seriously. <laughs> it's so cute. It's a cute tradition. I'm like, no, no, not even not even the pageant thing. Just in general, I'm like, who? Took, oh, you mean the like, non-crown sleeping picture? Took your photo. I don't like that. Yeah, I was like, I know you live alone. <laughs> like, like, what? What is this? We see Clint and Gina have a conversation after the pageant as they're laying in bed together. A whole island between them. Clint says it feels just like Jamaica. And my first reaction was like, oh, no, that was such a horrible time. Like, I don't know if it's good to say this feels like Jamaica. Clint, you are probably reigniting old memories that have not been forgiven. never say Jamaica again. Facts. (laughs) But yeah, they're, they're both talking about how it's like not a big deal. But, you know, there were nerves there. We got to the morning where Eris is coming inside from meditating. But Jasmine had told him the night before that she wanted to meditate with him. So he didn't wait for her. He completely forgot about it. He does save it a little bit and does a meditation with her. So it's nice still. I would be annoyed. Again, I got flashbacks from the honeymoons where he would just kind of leave to go work out. And and he even mentioned it. It's sort of also a way for him to like clear his head because mm-hmm. of what was going on. And he wasn't really sure. And inevitably we'll find out that he really wasn't attracted to Jasmine. So he was kind of going through his thing and he still did that here. I am glad they got to meditate together. That was a nice moment. Is he, they have good moments, mm-hmm. but no moment makes me think Eris wants a relationship in this. Yeah. I feel like he's going through the, um, the motions of it. And, and to be fair, at this point, I think Jasmine's already like knows what the end of the road is going to be. I think she's fully in still. You think so? Those tears at that dinner. I mean, when somebody appreciates you or, or gives you a moment like that, I think you just get emotional. I think, I think that would happen if someone else in the table said that about her. Like, I, I don't think that was specifically that was so thoughtful. And I'm yes, I'm in this in this relationship. Like, no. I just feel like he's done her dirty so much that like, I don't think I would be like, wow, that was so sweet. I would be like, what took you so long? Hmm. But I am hard headed. So (laughs) maybe that is a normal reaction. Bears arrived to the property and it seems like they left a cooler outside and that might be what attracted them. Isn't this like the big thing they tell you to avoid bears? Oh yeah. Like always put everything away. Yeah. What? You left a whole cooler out. Was, this, cooler. was this production? They're Maybe. like, we need a bear scene. Leave some food out. <laughs> Clint being Clint goes right outside. I don't know what his nope. goal was here. He was like calling them over. Not for me. They not, were very cute, but mm, not for me. I'm sorry, Clint. I'm not. No, I'm not walking by no bear. No. And I immediately thought about that guy that went to go live with the wolves. Also, those bears looked young and small ish compared to like. Just big grizzly bears, but mama's around these, the corner. These are some strong fucking animals. Yeah, we don't need to be. We're in their area. Let just let them mosey by. Shaq and Kirsten got the lamest date day. Why did they have to hang out with strangers' children? Like they couldn't even shut this down for thirty minutes for them. There are they had to go wait in line, hang out with all these kids. There was like no other adult there at all. I'm sorry, but. Indoor ice events just don't, unless it's an ice rink, just don't, don't hit. I just wish they had the place to themselves if 
that's what they were going to do because everyone else had their own private thing. It's odd that they chose essentially like a kid's park to go do an event. I mean, it's fine, but like why have it open to the public? Well, I mean, it's probably really expensive for something like that. But they closed down the other place for Eris and Jasmine, which looked way cooler. I'm just saying it's probably real expensive. Unless you did it like before opening and just work with them. Yeah. Late at night. That'd be dope. That would be dope. I would do. A, I would love to do. I love weird like nighttime things like that. Cosmic bowling. So fun. Cosmic inner tubing on the mountain. So fun. I would have taken a bowling date over this. I would have too. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Give me a couple lanes to myself. I'm good. Are people tired of like the restaurant shots? Because I'm a fan of the restaurant scenes. Well, they're always a mess. <laughs> Maybe they're like each couple needs their time. Shaq and Kirsten talk after they do their inner tubing. And Kirsten says that she doesn't know about Decision Day. She feels like they've been having a lot of communication issues, which has taken a toll on her. It makes her feel defeated and uneasy. Shaq says he feels the communication has grown, and he says that they're growing every day. So he didn't really, like, address anything that she said. I feel like we just keep brushing that to the side. Like, (laughs) we just keep going on to the next day. What do you think when... Folks mentioned that they are, I guess the popular terms are 50-50 on the fence. We heard Kirsten say that she's not sure yet of decision day. Gina's not either. She, she said that well, later. Gina, come on. <laughs> Gina. Come I guess on, I, Gina. <laughs> I agree. I guess Kirsten is a little bit more of a wild card than Gina. But it made me think, and just the way Kirsten said it was just not convincing at all not really but she has said this the entire time so the story is straight but why haven't good or bad moments shifted the story one way or another no it's all been mostly bad (laughs) i don't know what to call the event that clit and gina did I was like a mini roller coaster, like through the woods. I don't know what to call it. It was dope. Oh, I loved it. It was dope. I would definitely do that. And I'm scared of roller coasters, but I would do that because it's through the woods. That's so pretty. No, it looked, it looked really nice. I was asking you, do you trust a roller coaster at, would you trust a roller coaster at this location or like at Disneyland? Oh, that is such a good question. And I, I still stick with my answer. Maybe the little places more because that's like their livelihood as to where Disney will just they have a lot of money to put around. But to that point, they would also have the money to hire like some pretty good engineers and maintenance folks. That's a hard question. I feel like for Disney, there's big lawsuit opportunities. Like there has to be upkeep, maintenance, checks. Okay, those rides, they're always broken down. Well, they're probably broken down because they (laughs) noticed an error and they're like, no, shut it down. we got to fix it. Okay, here's my easy answer. I don't trust either. I'm scared of any roller coaster, any ride that goes too fast. If the kids want to go on a ride, bam, I'm there with you. Let's ride the carousel. Clint and Gina go to a bar after their little outing. Gina lies and says the visits with Dr. Pepper have put things into perspective for her. She does enjoy company and being around him. There was a moment in this scene. It might have been the moment after she said that Dr. Pepper line where Gina looks away and was like, yeah, I just lied out of my ass. Like that was the (laughs) The feeling that was the feeling I got from that scene. And then I'm wondering, like, 
are you looking at the producer? Like, uh, yeah, I just lied. You know, you know, you know, I lied because you know, you know what I've been telling you. I it wasn't super sincere, and then a lot of things she said this episode were kind. I don't want to say backhanded. That's too strong. They were kind of in direct competition with what she was saying earlier. Like she like changes her stance a little bit. It wasn't that nice, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. She enjoys his company and being around him. But later on, she says, like, oh, I have enough friends. So what are we saying here? I am bummed when I watch them and the way they speak about how the relationship is going. We know there's absolutely no chance they're going to be together. They're not, you know, forming a stronger relationship. Where they're at is where they'll be. And that's it. Like they're not progressing, which is a bummer that we never got to see, even got to see them in that mode for just a little bit. Yeah. Clint's plan is to continue to have fun with Gina, and they both agree that they know why they were matched. Then we see Eris and Jasmine at a, I believe it's a trampoline kind of park. I was expecting Jasmine to do like a triple backflip. I know. I was Out of nowhere. So me and you discussed this. We both agreed that we would compete against each other on this rock wall. But I would definitely lose. Like, I fully admit that right out of the gate. I would do it. It'd be fun. But I have no upper body strength. (laughs) Plus, I'm too competitive. You're so good. Like, yeah, I'm there to have fun. You're not. (laughs) Eris and Jasmine talk after doing a few activities. And Eris does acknowledge that he dropped the ball this morning, but asks... Can you tell I'm trying? And I thought, you just want a trophy for everything. You Like, you need to be patted on the back for doing the right thing. Jasmine agrees, says, yes, you're getting better, but it could be more. But it is getting better. See how she does the sandwich method? It's like a good thing, the criticism, <laughs> the good thing. Something that was interesting to me, and I, I don't want to knock Eris too much, but throughout this season... We have seen him make those, like, I mean, essentially they're, they're, I don't want to say inappropriate, but they're kind of just like immature for his age, like comments. And Jasmine has never given him a reaction where she thought it was realistically funny or mm-hmm. took him seriously. It's she brushes it off good. It, she brushes it off good, but it's interesting that he hasn't picked up on that. That Like, that is not the way to win her over. She's just more reserved than he is for sure. Not talking about backs getting blown out. Yeah, that didn't land with Jasmine, but he it's like he didn't get the message. He just kept on going. We also find out that Eris is on his phone a lot. So he, he keeps, you know, knocking on Jasmine, telling all the experts, you know, we don't have conversations. She doesn't get deep. Yeah, everyone's like, if you know, you know. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but then I figured it out. Jasmine goes on to say that she needs to change her attitude and how she reacts in the moment. Girl, you're doing everything you can. Then the girls and the guys hang out separately. This is the scene. This and the following dinner was a scene that Nicole was eerily quiet. Oddly quiet. There's something wrong. Almost suspiciously quiet. (laughs) Gina says that she enjoys Clint as a person. And that they're giving it their all. Maury said that was a lie. That's a lie. I, I why why does nobody call them out on their shit? Even well, even their fellow castmates, like guys, you're not giving it your all. You're you're 
No one would do that. I know, That's but, but rude. By, by your own words, you're stuck in the friend zone. And the way she says it, like it's, oh, well, we're stuck in the friend zone. I'm like, There's nothing yeah, you can do because, about it. <laughs> you know, you've decided that's as far as this is going yeah so don't say it like it's this negative just say oh no we're, we're just friends like just say that you don't have to say like it's a negative because you have decided this situation jasmine talks about how they're communicating and how she's working on being more direct she does say that they are definitely in a better place kirsten says she's in the middle of the road right now and that communication is their main issue the guys' hangout was a little more lively, a little bit more talkative. I did appreciate that all the guys were cooking and Clint was kind of leading everyone, giving the jobs out. It was good stuff. Intimacy is brought up and Chris confirms kind of awkwardly that they are doing it and they did it last night. If I was Shaq, I would not follow up with, oh, is that, is that what I heard? Yeah, are, not are you, me. Not are you below me. us? I would just, you know what? I just let it let it slide. Yep. (laughs) One of the most fascinating parts. Shaq confirms that he and Kirsten were only intimate once. And I assume that was paint night. Did he really confirm it was once or are we alluding that it was once? We are connecting dots. Connecting dots. He said we're taking it slow, I believe. I don't remember the exact quote, but it alluded to it happened once and never again. Listeners, if you felt that same way in that, I mean, it was odd. While he was mentioning this, I'm thinking they've only slept together once, haven't they? If you felt that, like hit us up because I thought maybe we're reading this wrong. Clint says they're taking it day by day and growing day by day. Eric says it's the same for him. He said if he knew his answer, he would have been done already. So there is our answer to why didn't he just take the out last week? Because he isn't sure. And we know he doesn't want to have regrets. Shaq says he thinks he got what he wanted, but that it takes time. Kirsten has had her guard up and now she's ready to receive kind of the affection, everything that comes with being in a relationship because decision day is so close. So that's a really crummy situation to be in. Like now you're starting to let your guard down two weeks before decision day. But hey, again, progress will take anything. I have a question for you. And this could turn into a little bit of a side bet. Just because of how bad this season's going. Mm-hmm. Not counting Chris and Nicole. So we have six other cast members. Do you think at least two people will say yes? Oh, I think almost everyone will. Will say yes? Yeah. No one wants to look bad. People are like, yes, to more time. You really think they're going to do that? Hell yeah. The only people I could see not doing that is Clint and Gina. Whoever says it's yes to more time, you're the biggest fucking liars. (laughs) Okay. Let's just count those as no's. I think one person out of those remaining six will be a yes on decision day. No, because no one wants to be the asshole. They'll break up like immediately after, but not on TV. I really hate that about this show. Yeah. Also, I think people change their mind based on who goes first and what their answer is. Oh, are you talking about Justin and Alexis? Just whoever. I just feel like I've seen it multiple times over the years. Hmm. Okay. We also find out that Shaq has still not met Kirsten's family. You, you're thinking she's on the fence? Are you kidding me? This is a fucking bona fide no. No, I know that they're not going to work and that she is not 
ever going to let him meet anyone because she's out. But on TV, she turns that shit on. Ma'am, on principle, Shaq would better say no. Yeah, but he won't. I agree. He should say no. He should make the best decision for him. This isn't it. Everyone listening, put yourself in Shaq's shoes. It has been two fucking months and you have met no individual from your spouse's family. That is an instant no. Or even friends, just anyone. Like, you're not involved in her life in any way. Like, that is kept so separate. Not good. Not good. Especially if you're thinking this is long term. Not good. And if she's like so close with her dad, you're not a part of that. Everyone is eating together. It looked beautiful out on the balcony. Eris says that he just needs Jasmine to keep speaking her mind. And since they have resources, there's no excuse to not keep trying. He says, with the state of the environment, he hasn't always made a safe space for Jasmine and commends her because it can't be easy. Eris then congratulates her on her strength, which annoyed the crap out of me. If you know you are making an unsafe environment and she doesn't feel comfortable, why are you congratulating her for getting through that? I, I get it. I hear you. I do want to give Eris some credit because a lot of people aren't comfortable talking in front of a crowd. And the fact that he took this time to appreciate Jasmine and appreciate her strength and acknowledge what she's gone through and the fact that he, you know, essentially has caused this. I really appreciate that from Eris. So thank you, Eris. Very touching moment. I'll allow it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> she was happy and that's all that matters. If we ever do a rewatch, I'm going to have to focus in if there's ever been a couple that shifted from what everyone thought was a no to a yes, like past the six week mark. Oh, I feel like there's been plenty of people that have just said yes for TV. <laughs> no, no, but. <laughs> oh, but, do you mean like stayed as, together? Exactly. Like it, it oh, really okay. worked out. Beth, those fights that her. Oh, oh Jamie? Yes. Mm. That was, I was shocked. Like, why aren't you calling but, it quits now? But isn't it amazing that. They're still together. They were meant to be together. That's amazing. I, it can't be healthy. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, I'm sure they're doing great. Wow. Isn't, oh, that was a wild time. I need, yeah, that'd be interesting to rewatch to remember when their turnaround was. Yeah. Kristen says that her and Shaq have been working on communication and that it has been a struggle. She says, I know going forward, my intentions are to be open and develop a healthier style of communication. I just need grace, which is nice. That is acknowledging that it, there is an issue and that she's going to work on it. And I wish Shaq kind of followed that up with like, yeah, I agree. And like, this is also what I'm going to do. But all he said is your feelings are valid and I love it. What about you? What are you going to work on? You held that trip over her head for this, so long. This was payback. <laughs> this was payback for oh, when, no. when Kirsten said, sure. And just didn't know, didn't know oh, what to say. You're totally right. This is totally payback. What a petty patty. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Chris talks about how him and Nicole don't always see eye to eye, but they do always come to an agreement. He does let the crew know that they have said the L word. Nicole says, I love you. He says, I love you too. And they give each other a kiss. Very cute and wholesome. Do you think this happens often in their relationship? The what? way that that little insight we just got where 
they have these micro disagreements and they kind of resolve them. I'm assuming that same day, that moment. Yeah, I think so. But I wonder how often that happens. Like, is it like a day to day basis? Is it? I mean, I think it'd be normal to have disagreements pretty often. As long as they're not like full blown, like drag out, like we're arguing for days about one thing. I think little disagreements are fine. Mm, we got the sneak peek about the living situation. I feel like that one's ongoing. Oh, that's not a good one. That's going to blow up. That's I wouldn't accept that answer either, even as someone that does pull that crap. Oh, it would be interesting if they see the experts again before decision day. If Nicole brings this up, like, why is he so. unwilling to talk about our future plans? Like, I see that as a red flag. Now that I think about it. It's honestly kind of a slap in the face to Nicole. It is. No, it's a big deal. She gave up her dog, which as you dog lovers, that's your child. You got to keep your two big old dogs in the, in the apartment. Like that's a big sacrifice. And she agreed to not push the issue of getting a house initially, at least in the initial conversations. And it doesn't sound like she's pushing it at all. Like she just brought it up. Gina says that they have been trying They're using the tools that they have been given, but they are stuck in the friend zone. And maybe they just don't know that they have stuck themselves in the friend zone. Clint says we're putting everything on and trying to make something ignite. Gina says, I didn't sign up to be friends. I have a lot of friends. So that's a fun way to follow Clint's up. His, you know, he's trying to make something work. Did you notice when I think it was Jasmine or Nicole that said, let's toast to friendship? Yeah. Gina did not toast. Oh, that's. Some, she was just oh, like, that's some no, I'm not crap. vibing with this. No. Something you pointed out, which I'm assuming we're about to get to the next scene. Is Gina didn't do a damn thing for Clint's birthday. Her supposed friend. Yeah, you did nothing. We saw more touching moments with Nicole and Clint and Shaq and Clint than with Gina because Gina didn't do anything. That's cold. Super cold. Maybe it was off camera. We always got to think of that, but we just have to judge it on what we see. But you got to do something like a little, I don't know. You got to give a speech. Please hit us up because (laughs) I want to know everyone's opinion like as time has gone on as we've seen the show we had people that were split gina and clint and honestly over time i have become more of a fan of clint like episode by episode yeah and even these little moments with gina and not toasting as from what we can see on on the show not doing anything for clint's birthday not even giving him like a little tiny gift Mm -hmm. like a hey you ended up being a cool dude like here's a tiny little sailboat toy. Oh, that's I don't know. so cute. Something. Just these little moments. I'm telling you, it's like the, the Gina level is just like keeps decreasing. Yeah, she's not putting any effort in. There's nothing. Nothing that would make Clint also want to put an effort. I would be curious if the way Gina is sort of handling this and I wonder if this is a picture in the mind of someone that's thinking, wow. This show was probably a mistake for me. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I can't get over it. Like the first argument. Wow. That really did an entire marriage in. Granted, a very unique marriage, but still. The first hurdle, we said no more. So Eris cannot go to the party tonight because he has a work event. A little sus. A little sus. I'm oh, just saying. I work in IT. Eris works in IT. You do have a lot of trips. I do, but... 
if I was doing a life thing like this, I could get out of a lot. <laughs> and mind you, that's probably because my work gives me a lot of grace. But I don't know if you're if you're telling your manager like, yo, like I need this time to decide if I'm going to be married to this person forever. Yeah. Like I've only had this job for like two years, dude. This is forever. Uh, I think I can get out of it. I mean, unless it was something way planned, like maybe you're leading um a discussion or some kind of event where you are like the lead speaker that would probably be hard to get because you know no one else has prepped that material it's your material oh you know what would have been great if he invited jasmine to come i don't know if production would allow it you know i don't know how all that works but that would be so cute like a great trip if shaq and kirsten were getting along <laughs> in all honesty that party, he missed out on a cool party. It was good, and everyone gave it their all. Like, no lie, I want to go to an 80s party. Yeah. Everyone's getting ready for the party. Some people went more glam rock. Some people went more, like, typical 80s. It was cute to see everyone's interpretation. Shaq was giving me more 70s, but I, I appreciate the effort. He That's still fine. went in on it. I appreciate the effort as well. I feel you. Jasmine said that she was the seventh wheel. I felt so bad for her because I think about the line dancing class and how she was also the only one da not dancing. And then it's similar into the situation. Yeah, everyone's dancing together, but everyone has their partner. So it's like, uh, it's hard. Not that everyone even likes their partner, but they're there. Jasmine was such a sweetheart about it, though. She said that she is just going to hand out shots and have a good time. See, Gina does this always little thing that's like a little bit off to me. So as Clint is talking him and Gina up saying like, what a great job they did. Gina like interrupts him and is like, well, I think Chris and Nicole did pretty well too. And like, Just let him have his moment. He's having so much fun. He's feeling himself. He did his eyeliner. Let him talk his talk. The cake is brought out. It's super cute. Nicole talks about how she has a yearly cry on her birthday, but not this year. New leaps, bounds, turning leaves. Tears of joy. Oh, that's good. Tears of joy. That would have been good. And I think this is kind of unique. Next time, they're still on the couples retreat. Has it been over one episode before? I don't remember it being over one. It definitely could have been, and it, I just didn't realize. No, if, if there are, it's because the next episode is a resolution piece to a blow up that happened Ooh, on I, the couples retreat. I like it. But it doesn't. I don't feel like we're going to get that this season. No, I just felt like it was couples retreat and like, bam, previews of decision day. There better be one last expert time. There has to be. I don't know why I'm putting that expectation last, out like, there. <laughs> one last Hail Mary. To yeah, we're going to save someone. <laughs> Anything else? Overall, compared to other couples retreat, this one, even though we got the, the dudes pageant, which was okay. I did love the 80s party. Fantastic. Probably left a lot, you know. Probably it wasn't left as table. fun. There was more like separate couple things versus I feel like in the past, like people were more friends. So there was more group things. Be careful, though, because we have complained that we're tired of the group Oh, no. Shit. Yeah, I'm so thankful this season. We are not every single time doing group stuff. But overall, pretty good. It's OK. Just a bummer that. It's looking like we're just going to get a lot of no's, in my opinion. Yeah. I hope next episode they play the legendary game. The game that tears everyone apart. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Where you essentially have to call out all of the other couples. 
who's the biggest who's the most bossy who's the most oh, cry no. baby <laughs> oh no no we get lots no. of drama from that every year so no, no. but these personalities no one's confrontational maybe gina but i don't i don't think so Oh, gina would just walk out yeah, she would I, not be able to hang these personalities i i don't think so probably not probably not all right. Thank you all for joining us this week. I hope you have a nice weekend. Do something for yourself and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Take care.